Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's at your service on News Talk 1120-KMOX. My name is Mike Elam. Um, we are working on getting Erica Land on the phone, so Matt is going to call her and talk to her in just a second. There's been a lot of craziness that's been going on lately. I, that's crazy that if your car breaks down and you leave it on the side of the road in St. Charles, somebody comes along and steals your car. I don't know why they're stealing your car. How did they steal it if it was broken down? That was kind of interesting to figure that part out. Um, but the Blues scoring three goals in 32 seconds for the first time ever in franchise history. But it, it makes me wonder, did the, did the goalie go to the bathroom? Like, is that, is that what happened? Like, how do you end up having three goals in 32 seconds? I don't even know that you could do that in practice. Like that is, that is kind of crazy. So I can't believe that they're actually getting that done that fast. So, uh, I think Erica is getting on the phone with us right now, so we're going to put her on. Miss Land, are you there? Yes, hello. Hey, so this is Erica Land, ladies and gentlemen. I am so glad that you could do this tonight. I know it was super short notice, so I, I appreciate the fact of doing that. Uh, Absolutely. Erica is is one of the people that you, if you live in St. Charles County, you probably know her because she is a little bit of everywhere. By the way, we talked to Katie Vargas last hour. She wanted to make sure to say hello to you uh, because I told her that, that you were going to be on. It just proves that you do know everyone. <laughs> I don't know. Not like Mike Elam. Mike Elam does as well. Well, we, we get around in a nice way. We, we say yes. that. Hey, the reason I wanted to talk to you tonight is you are the director of the CAPS program in St. Charles County. And I'm sure some people may have heard about the program. Uh, there are some who know what the program is, but I know there's a lot of folks that aren't familiar with it. And it's just an amazing program. And I wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about that program. So before we get too deep into the weeds, can you give folks kind of an overview of what is the CAPS program? Sure, absolutely. So the St. Charles County CAPS program, CAPS stands for Center for Advanced Professional Studies. We are actually funded by, by the five public school districts out in St. Charles County. And so what we do is we um, place juniors and seniors in uh, internships, but first we teach them those soft, durable, professional skills that uh, they have to have going into a job setting. So when you say we teach them, who's we? Are you the one that's doing all this teaching, or do you have a lot of partners? We do have uh, four instructors. So we have three different strands. Healthcare is our largest, which is the biggest need um, in the community. And so we have 80 students who are part of the healthcare strand. Wow. We have two instructors for that. And we are very um, 
happy and excited to say that we have wonderful partners in St. Charles County. Bar Jewish Hospital St. Peter's and Progress West both allow our students to come in and observe along with SS and Lake St. Louis and Progress uh, our uh, Lake St. Louis and uh, St. Joe, along with Mercy Hospitals. Um, they allow our students to come in and observe after any type of department, hospital setting, a dietitian, doctor, nurses. Um, and our students actually get to see real-life births. They get to see all types of surgeries. Um, we also have a great partnership with um, Rankin-Jordan and Cardinal Glenn and St. Louis Children's Hospital, where our students are also allowed to go in and observe as well. And then we have another strand, um, our Global Business Entrepreneurship Strand, and that is taught by Dan Tripp, who owns Good News Brewing. Uh, he's been a teacher in the education world for over 20 years, so he brings that expertise of education and entrepreneurial mindset. And um, we also have our third strand, which is taught by John Amor Shamey, and that is our IT, creative media, and engineering. So overall, we have 150 students. Uh, usually, we have around 250 to 300 applications every year. So it's a very, very competitive program that's offered to students. So what gets these students excited about the program? Like, what makes them decide that they want to be a part of CAPS? So they're a part of the industry of what they're wanting to decide, what they want to do after high school. About 5% go into the military, 5% they start working out of high school, and 90% go on to college. But what gets them excited is that they get to see what is in St. Charles County. We provide them and expose them to so many different site visits to a lot of different companies in St. Charles. So we have a great connection with the Economic Development Center and one of our board members, Scott Drachnick, he actually makes a lot of connections and introductions for us so that our students are able to go out and see what is actually out there. You know, you say that, you know, there's a, um, a mechanical engineer. Well, what does a mechanical engineer do? So we go to true manufacturing and we actually observe what they do. And so by exposing these students to what companies are out there in St. Charles County, what what health industries are out there, that allows them to go on to whatever they want to do after high school to get onto that degree. And then we want them to come back into St. Charles County. We want them to, to live here and stay here. So by exposing them, get them excited about what their career could look like then that will just help them to the next level. So where did this program come about? Like, is is it something that started in St. Charles County, or is it a, a program that happens around the country? Like, where did that sure. come from? So our CAPS network is based out of Kansas City, Missouri, and we have over uh, several hundred programs in 25 different states and four different countries. So it's an international program. And... Um, we actually have uh, three in St. Louis, um, St. Charles region, St. Louis region. There's a Washington CAPS program, a St. Louis CAPS program, a SPARC. But these programs are also just in Clayton, Ladue, and, and other um, St. Louis region school districts that allow these students. That the really main thing that there is taught is those soft, professional, durable skills. And so... That's actually quite a few different school districts that have this program, um, and we're lucky to be a part of the CAPS network. This program actually 
um, was talked about whenever uh, there was a CEA program, Career Exploration Alliance program that came out of St. Charles Vision Leadership back in 2012. It's a shadowing uh, program that allows high school students to go and shadow after an hour up to a day with any type of business professional in the industry that they're wanting to go into. And so after a few years of that program continuing to grow, folks in the community, business leaders, got together and said, we need to expand this. We need to have a pipeline um, to the workforce because the workforce, as you know, there's a lot of different industries that are struggling to get employees. And so by starting this program young um, into high school and even middle school and juniors or grade school, Students are allowed to expose to see what they're wanting to do after high school. And so by doing that, they're able to see, okay, this is the kind of program, this is the kind of industry, or they want to go into the trades. And so by exposing them, they're able to see what they're wanting to do after high school. So we're lucky to have this type of program that was started out of Kansas City. So when when people hear about this program and say they have a business, can they get involved with the CAPS program? Like, can they uh, bring kids into their company? Absolutely. We have 350 business partners in St. Charles County and in the St. Louis region. Um, They can provide site visits to show what their company is about. They can come in as a guest speaker. We have a lot of projects that are given to our students. We tell business partners, look at your number nine, your number 10 to-do list that you can't get to. Our students will do it for you. And by doing that, our students are able to build their resume. So when they first start our program, what they're doing is they're learning those soft, professional, durable skills, and they're getting projects from companies. They're going out to a site visits. They're seeing what companies are all about, and they're able to build their, their resume. So then they go into a second semester, and businesses actually can take on a student for an internship from January until May, 10 hours a week. Are there any particular types of businesses that you're really looking for right now? We will accept any and all. It's amazing (laughs) how many students are really wanting to expose themselves to any type of industry. We're always amazed and we're always stumped with someone who comes in new that says this is what they want to do. Um, Right now, engineering is exploding, and so we're looking for engineering companies to, to partner with us. So we're talking with Erica Land. She is the director of the St. Charles County CAPS program. And we're also in Rotary together. And you you bring your students to Rotary, which hats off to them because we meet Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. So that's that's not easy to actually walk into a, a room full of professional adults at 7 a.m. And you make them stand up and do a little 30-second <laughs> This is who I am. Tell me a little bit about what they're doing when they do that and how do they develop that? Networking is so important in life. It doesn't matter what type of job you have, who you are. Networking is going to get you to the next level. And we really stress that in this program. And so we will have the shyest students come into the program. And by mid-semester, they're able to get up to in front of 100 to 300 people and give a presentation. And so by having them practice their elevator pitch, they are able to get up in front of a group of individuals, doesn't matter the the crowd size, and able to talk about who they are 
and what they want to do in life because that's going to prepare them for when they get into that next level of um, uh, professionalism. We had a student from Frances Hall High, and she did her internship with Jeannie Smith, who's the communications coordinator. And this particular student was so shy, she could not say her name out loud in front of the students the first week of school in this program. By the time she was done with her internship um, in May, she was um, interviewing um, a lot of KSTK news anchors with Jeannie Smith. And so this program just shows how these students gain confidence and the willingness to get up and, and to pretty much feel comfortable in networking skills just based on what they've learned in the, in the program. So you have a golf tournament that is coming up right around the corner. Tell us a little bit about that and how can people get involved? Yes. So we have partnered with the St. Charles Sunrise Rotary. As you know, it's May 10th. And this this fundraiser started out to give students in the CAPS program um, a little bit of volunteer experience and learn how to um, run a fundraiser. But they also get mentored by the Sunrise Rotarians, which is great because when they come to um, meetings on Wednesday mornings, uh, they get they get a little mentoring one-on-one. And so together, these two organizations come together to raise funds for the community and the money goes um, towards different uh, community projects that we, we do in Rotary and then things that are needed in the CAPS program that are not funded by the school districts. So if somebody wants to get involved in the golf tournament, how can they do that? Absolutely. They can go to uh, Sunrise Rotary uh, website or they can go to the CAPS website, um, Facebook, and our link is, is all over the place for the event to be exposed to have anybody welcome to join us. Well, May 10th at Bear Creek. Excellent. Uh, Eric, I appreciate you making the time tonight. Thank you so much for what you do in this program. I'm always amazed by watching these kids at the beginning of the semester when they they come visit. And you can tell in some of them, they're like, what the heck have I done? And why am I in this room? And what is this woman putting me through? And then you see them at the end of the year and they are different mm-hmm. people. I mean, they the, are. the confidence that they have and I I love what Dan Tripp does with them and, and the way he pushes them. And you can see when John O'More Shamey works with them and the videos that they put together with the IT program. And you guys all do such a fantastic job. I'm thrilled about uh, where our kids are going. It's not to be all Whitney Houston, right? Our children are our future. But it mm-hmm. yeah. it is it is the truth. And if you're not going to pour into them, man, you're, you're not going to get anything out. So I appreciate what you're doing every day. And thanks for taking some time to talk about the program on At Your Service on KMOX. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Mike. That is Erica Land. It's fun to see all the different things that are going on. I mean, we were talking with Katie earlier last hour about Build Your Future STL and learning about the trades and all the opportunities that are there. And that's coming up April 24th and 25th at the St. Charles Family Arena. And then Eric has got the CAPS program that is going on. So their fundraiser is a golf tournament, which is always fun. Uh, May 10th, and that's going to be at Bear Creek. So uh, the kids have got all kinds of opportunities for them to figure out where they want to go in life. I mean, I'm 57. I'm still trying to figure out where am I going to go in life. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are probably in that same boat. Hey, we're going to talk about some some crazy stuff that's going on with Major League Baseball fashion statements. I know. You're thinking, what? 
Yeah, well, their fashion statements may actually be a strikeout. We'll talk about that on the other side. It's at your service. My name is Mike Elam. Thanks for listening to KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Adam Wainwright, and you're listening to the Voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. So spring training is in high gear, and uh, Matt Pauley and Mike Claiborne and others are all covering spring training. Matt, when did you say the games get started? This Saturday at noon. This Saturday at noon is the first spring training game. Yeah, there's actually two games. It's called a. They do a split squad. Okay. Series. So what got, exactly is a split squad? By well, the way, well, they split up the squad to play two different games. One game will be against the Miami Marlins, and another game will be against the New York Mets. So does it? Is there any theory of how they split the squads up? Uh, I don't know how they construct the the different rosters there or the different lineups, but uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's just to give more guys more opportunities to play as well is what I would assume. I can see that. I mean, you want to see as many guys as you can in spring training, and you want to get the the view. But the, I don't know. The view is kind of what I, I've seen that's been talking about. So uh, I saw a story earlier today in talking about the controversy surrounding the new 2024 Major League Baseball uniforms. And it seems like a lot of the players are not very happy about these new uniforms. Have you been following this story at all? I have been, and it's not only the, the players but that are, who are not happy, but it's the fans, too, because the fans are the ones who go out and buy the jerseys, and they just they look like cheap knockoffs, to be honest. They, there's just a bit of a, bit, of, bit, bit of a change since last year. The, the lettering looks smaller. Things just seem to be like slightly lowered for some reason, like the numbers and the lettering in the back of the jersey look... Like they've been lowered a little bit. Things have shrunk. Uh, like it even goes down to how the how the logos are embroidered on the jerseys. Uh, certain jerseys aren't even being embroidered anymore. It's like it's more like a patch instead of an embroider embroiderment or whatever. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just not a good look all the way around. Well, from what I saw, they were talking about the fabric itself is a lot thinner, and uh, it's something that the MLB did with uh, Nike and Fanatics. To put these jerseys together, and not just the jerseys, I mean the full uniform. The idea, supposedly, is that they were going to try to make some jerseys that were lighter, thinner, so they're more breathable, if you will, for the players. So in these hot summer months, that they're not dying out there on the field. Sure. But the players have said, we didn't ask for this. Like, we're the ones in the field. No. We're the ones sweating. And we weren't asking for you to make us really crappy, light, flyaway uniforms. But yet, that's what they're getting. So uh, we were we were in here earlier, and we were watching some spring training stuff that's going on. And if you've got white pants and a dark jersey, when you tuck your jersey in, you can see straight through. Mm-hmm. Not just your jersey. So whatever you have on underneath those pants... Uh, kind of stands out. 
So if if you've ever had, you know, light pants and dark underwear, uh, it's a great opportunity for you to be able to to see it all. It makes me think of uh, vacation, Christmas vacation, um, where he had uh, oh what was the what was the cousin's name? Cousin, Cousin Eddie. Eddie. Cousin Eddie had the uh, white uh, sweater oh, with, yeah. with the black dicky yes. yes, underneath dickie. it so you could see the black dicky sticking right under his white sweater. So That's real nice. <laughs> I don't know why they call the hamburger helper. It does just <laughs> fine on its own. So it's funny kind of watching this stuff go through. And it, I get it back in the day. They actually had, I think in the 20s and 30s, they had wool Ooh, uniforms. Yeah. I can't imagine. Um, I remember... Uh, uh, Lou Brock talking about the fact in the old Bush Stadium that the turf just radiated the mm-hmm. heat out of it. And that artificial turf in the old Bush Stadium, it got up to sometimes on the field 120 degrees on the field of with all that heat just radiating off of it. And there was no break from the sun, right? You're, you're stuck in it while you're out there on that field. So, and uh, I get wanting to make the uniforms lighter in theory. But this has turned out to just be a public relations nightmare. And I don't know what they're going to be able to do about it, if anything. I mean, I think they're just going to have to suffer through the way this is, uh, is the way it's going to be for the rest of this particular season. Yeah. The commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, has defended the jerseys, which, you know, I think he kind of has to do. He's He's kind of stuck. But, you know, he said that it's going to, you know, they'll grow on you and we'll get used to them. But, man, it's just it's just tough to watch. I mean, baseball is America's pastime and messing with the Cardinal logo or the the Yankee pinstripes, whatever it is, whatever your favorite team is. It's it's hard to see your favorite team's logo insignia and jersey. Just just kind of take a <laughs> take a cheaper route. And uh, I, again, the, the birds on the bat are still there. You know, from from your seat in you know section four hundred, you're not going to notice a difference. But you know, up up close, yeah, you, you can kind of tell, and it's just it's a little disheartening to to see that. Somebody made a comment that said uh, his pants are toilet paper, is yeah. is what it feels like, and said uh, I'd only seen how bad the jerseys were, but my God, the pants are see through. Yeah, uh, and and you're talking about the fact these are the same things that they're selling to fans. Yeah, and if the jerseys are so thin that you can't even put the embroidered patches on there, and you're basically just getting stuff that are iron-on decals. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, and you're still charging me, you know, $150 mm-hmm. for this jersey that basically feels like crap. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't know. So we'll wait and see how this thing is going to play out, but uh, it, it's like a lot of people have said, it doesn't seem like it's authentic. They seem like they're replicas. And cheap, cheap knockoff. Replicas. Exactly. Like so, stadium giveaways. Yeah. It's like, hey, the first 25,000 fans get these toilet paper pants that you're going to get to wear for the game. So uh, wear the white underwear. Otherwise, we're we're all going to know. Well, we'll see how this thing plays out. It's at your service. My name is Mike Elam. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thank God baseball is back. You never know what you're going to see at the ballpark this year. Maybe more than you bargained for. We're back after this on News Talk 1120 KMOX. It's at your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. So Matt and I are just having conversations in between, right? So uh, 
We want to take some phone calls. I never take phone calls, so this is going to be exciting for me and scary at the same time. So the phone number is 314-436-7900. I'm always afraid to, to give that out because what if no one's there? 314-436-7900. So uh, we were talking about a lot of things, just talking about some politics with Nikki Haley with her big announcement uh, the other day. And uh, I was at a political fundraiser earlier tonight because uh Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock, but the other Dwayne Johnson, who's an associate judge in St. Charles County, is running for circuit judge. Dan Pelican has decided he's not going to run. So Dwayne Johnson had a kickoff campaign tonight, which was fun. You got to see everybody in St. Charles who shows up. And when a judge runs, you get a ton of lawyers who show up, right? So we kind of kicked off the political seasons going. And then uh, it it made me think about the fact of my uh, niece's husband and and my niece have this thing at their house with the toilet paper. And I know you're thinking, what did a judge have to do with toilet paper? Absolutely nothing. But it was just where my ADD went, right? So it, it was one of those things where uh, they are under people. I think if you're an under person on your toilet paper roll, you have mental deficiencies and you need to talk to someone, right? I am an over person. We're over people at the Elam household. And Matt tells me, so you're an over person, yes, but your roommates. They are beyond. They, they're not They're not even. They're not over or under. They're neither. They are set it on the sink and somebody else will take care of it. See, that's just wrong. And that somebody else is always me. See, the, look at you going the extra mile. It takes two seconds. I that's, know. Slide it on. Like, let's, let's get this thing together, right? So... Uh, if, are you an over or under person? I just want to know where you're at. You know, should the toilet paper be over? Should the toilet paper be under? These are the type of hard-hitting issues that we face on At Your Service on KMOX. 314-436-7900. Or if you want to weigh in on something else. I'm not tied to that. Uh, I just thought when my, my uh, niece's husband starts putting all these posts out, about uh, just chastising people who are over people and talking about the issues that they have. I'm like, how are you an under person? It is so hard to deal with the toilet paper when it's under, especially if it's one of those dispensers where, where it's tucked way under there and you can't really tell where does the roll begin, right? I, I need to pull a sheet. Where can I pull a sheet from? And it's hard to find where that part is if it's under, And I'm like, okay, I'm just sick and tired of this discussion. You need to be an an over person. And if you're not an over person, I need to understand what is your way of thinking that got you to this point where you're going to be an under person. And I I would love to know. I would love to know what the thought process that says, no, you've got to go under. You can't go over. And, And that's something that, do we have somebody who actually called? So we called from Kirkwood. Pam? Pam, how are you? But I'm not but I'm not from Kirkwood. <laughs> oh, that's just where your phone showed up from. Yes. Pam, what are you out doing tonight? Oh, I went to a ladies meeting at my parish and I'm driving home and I was laughing listening to your show because I'm an over person like God love you, you Pam. Thank you. And when I go when I go to somebody's house and they have an under, I change it. <laughs> Pam is a get it done kind of girl. She is not going to put up with this under crap. That is awesome. 
<laughs> Pam, what is what is wrong with people when they when they have it going under? What makes a person do something that crazy? They're too lazy to put it the right way. <laughs> you think they put it on by mistake and they, they just don't want to change? No, I think they just don't care. They grab it out of the package and put it any way they want to. But over is correct. Pam, I appreciate you weighing in on that. You were a right-thinking kind of gal. I hope you're meeting well tonight at the parish. What parish were you at? I was at a combination parish, St. John the Baptist, St. Stephen Protomartyr, and Immaculate Heart of Mary. Where, where is that? South St. Louis City. South St. Louis City. Shout out to South St. Louis. <laughs> Well, Pam, yes, a shout out to South St. Louis City. Thanks very much for weighing in on that. You be careful while you're driving. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Thanks for listening to At Your Service. That is Pam. She's a right-thinking kind of gal. She is an over person. That's that's exactly how this should be. And, you know, over is is really where I think this whole presidential thing is at. Uh, because Nikki Haley, when I was in here Tuesday with Chris, uh, Nikki Haley had this big announcement that she was going to make. And we got all this stuff that said, major announcement from Nikki Haley. And then she comes out and she says, I'm still in it. And I went, wait, that's a, that's a major announcement? That's like, no, that's where we are. That nothing changed. So tomorrow's the primary in South, or not tomorrow, Saturday is the primary in South Carolina. And we're going to find out with the, where this whole thing goes. And you really haven't had many opportunities to vote for many people because your last election was was Trump and Biden. Your first election was Trump and Hillary, right? This is you, Matt, that I mean. What? So your first election, your first election was Trump and Hillary. Sorry, I was playing back the over-under bit and I was la- getting a crack. Uh, oh, I was laughing at that again. Sorry. That is very funny. So <laughs> your first election was Trump and Hillary. Your second election was Trump and Biden. Yeah. And now it looks like you're going to get a, a mulligan and you're going to do Trump and Biden again. Yeah, Mike, I've I need some better options. I'm not. I'm not too happy with what I've been dealt with so far. I, I I think I'd rather vote on whether it should be over or under on my toilet paper at that point. Like let's let's see which one is going to be. Uh, I bet if you had the option to vote over or under or Trump and Biden, you would get mo more over or under votes yeah. than you would Trump and Biden. I just get the idea that that's the way this thing is going to work out. I don't think anybody's really thrilled about any of those choices. I think everybody's kind of looking for... Do you remember the movie Brewster's Millions with Richard Pryor? And he's got to get rid of, of all that money. But he can, he's only got 30 days. And what was it that he, he had to spend? Like $30 million in 30 days that he had to get done. Hey, Bill, how's it going tonight? It's going good, actually. I'm at work, but... Oh, good for you. You brought up, up and actually it's custodial work, So, but you brought up a subject that uh, I'm well-versed in. I've had more than 35 years in the hotel and in the custodial service, and it is definitely over. Look at you, Bill. That's a professional opinion right there. That's not an amateur. That's a professional. Bill, so do you make sure that you put it over every time that you put it in? Yes. As a matter of fact, when I go to my sister's uh, houses or friends' houses, if it's not over, I change it. So you and Pam, both in the same way. We have activists on toilet paper. This this is where we're at. Bill, where do you live? Um, Arnold. Arnold. So um, is is the Arnold population, you feel, an overpopulation there in, in Jeffco? 
I think they're mostly just happy to have some. <laughs> <laughs> it does meet the alternative. I'll, you know, we were talking yeah. about those baseball uniforms earlier, and it sounds like the baseball uniforms are single ply. They're they're not even dual ply <laughs> anymore. And no one no one wants single ply. Isn't that true, Bill? No, yeah. It's if you put a single ply roll in there, it's gone like that because people are making mittens out of it. And... So I I was at a, a thing the other day where they were talking about they were asking people to bring toilet paper because they were gonna donate it, right? And they said, mm-hmm. if you wouldn't use it, don't give it to us. Meaning we don't want single ply either. And don't you find, Bill, that it's true, because you've been in the profession, so you understand. If you buy single ply, you think you're saving money. But at the end of the day, you're really losing money because you're going through twice as much at the same time. Don't you think that's true? Oh, definitely. And the, when when they're using it because of the nature of it, it just feels cheap and thin, so they're automatically going to use more to achieve a comfort level with with actually using it. So, yeah, so you're definitely wasting wasting it because people are using probably 50% more than they would if it was a good quality, you know, two-ply. Well, Bill, I appreciate you weighing in tonight. I hope you have a, a great night at work, and I hope things go smoothly for you and you don't get caught with single ply. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, Bill, thanks for listening to Add Your Service. These are the type of hard-hitting issues that we covered tonight. We appreciate you hanging out tonight. No matter where you are, we'll talk to you in a little bit at 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. We've got a couple more minutes to wrap this thing up on At Your Service. I'm Mike Elam. This is KMOX. It is at your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. My name is Mike Elam. Hope you're having a wonderful evening, and thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Susie is on the phone with us. Susie, thank you so much for hanging on through that break. So you're not an over or an under. You're a catalog kind of gal. Yeah, I am between the ages of 91 and 100, and we use the Sears Roebuck catalog. (laughs) And instead of over and under, there was a choice between the slick pages and the regular pages. (laughs) So now you people don't know what it was, but now you're living in luxury, and I don't think it makes a good difference if it's over or under. So I got to know, which which did you prefer, the, the slick pages or the non-slick pages? The non-slick. The non-slick pages. <laughs> I would assume that the non-slick pages were easier to handle and probably more absorbent. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> Susie, where did you grow up? I grew up in Perryville, Missouri. Perryville, what a wonderful community. I was just down there the other day. That's With uh, uh, six brothers and six sisters. Wow. And you're between the ages of 90 and 100, so I'm not going to narrow you down, but congratulations on beating the curve, by the way. <laughs> sounds sounds like you're setting a whole new crew. Where do you live today? I live in Maryland Heights. In Maryland? Hey, my, my wife is a Maryland Heights girl. She went to Pattonville. So you, you're in you're in a good place, Susie. Yes, I appreciate ma'am. you appreciate you taking the, uh, some time to give us a call and uh, putting things into perspective. 
sometimes over or under is not the worst thing. You should be just happy that you have it, right? Exactly. Especially today, because they're not mailing those Sears catalogs anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And the telephone books are out, too. That's true. You don't even have a backup at that point. That's, you know... (laughs) If 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 you're using Susie's method, then you want to make sure you live in a big city. Because if you live in a small town, that telephone book is going to run out pretty quick. You got to make sure you need a New York City type type phone book. Susie, you have a wonderful evening. Thanks for listening to at your service. You too, sir. <laughs> you never know what what's going to pop into Mike Elam's mind, and I have no idea where this whole toilet paper thing came from. But by golly, it just popped up out of nowhere. Uh, it's been a very fun evening. Uh, it just goes so fast. You know, when I show up here sometimes, I'm thinking, man, it's it's two hours. What are we going to do for two hours? Um, especially tonight, it, it was great to see uh, Judge Johnson and doing his kickoff campaign. So it was great to run into everybody there, run into um, State Representative Wendy Hausman, who was at that event, uh, Judge Pelican, who's retiring, Judge Chasnall, who was all there. They kind of had a who's who of everybody who was showing up. Like I said, when you have a judge who announces that he's running from associate judge to circuit judge, all the attorneys show up. So, of course, there were a ton of attorneys there. Um, But we're kind of in that season where everything's going to get kicked off. Thanks to Emily Manley for joining us earlier, covering everything that's going on in Jeff City. And remember, like she was talking about, Tuesday is the filing day. So we're going to find out who's going to run for what. And if if you're Susie, you probably don't care uh, because she's got more important things on her mind. I love her putting everything into perspective. That was awesome. Uh, Thanks to Erica Land for joining us tonight. Talking a little bit about that CAPS program and what's going on. And thanks to Katie Vargas for joining us as well to talk about Build Your Future STL that's coming up April 24th and 25th at the Family Arena. There's all kinds of stuff that's going on. It's amazing how quickly that two hours just runs through. But I guess as Susie pointed out, uh, between 90 and 100, uh, time is a very precious thing. It's important to know how you're going to use it. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. It's going to get to be 70 on Sunday. That is awesome. Thanks for letting me be a part of your Thursday night. This is At Your Service on News Talk 1120. My name is Mike Elam. Have a wonderful weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.